Back to the book of Revelation, please, today. We're moving this morning to chapter 17. Revelation chapter 17. I pray that the Lord will give us a hunger for his word today. And indeed throughout the year ahead that that we'll be excited every time we turn to his word. You know it's like for cows to get out after the winter. Do you ever see cows being let out after being kept inside during the winter? They're excited, skipping and jumping to get out into the grass to feed May the Lord give us that excitement for his word. And that's the way we should be when it comes to the Bible. Excited to learn. Spiritual cows. Revelation 17 verse 1. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman, and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom, the seven heads are seven mountains, on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short short space. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is off the seven and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. 
These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree, and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Amen. There is one word that uh, jumps out immediately from Revelation 17, or at least for me it does. And it's a word found in the first verse of the chapter. The word whore. Whore. This is a word that is unique to the King James Version. A very special word. Oh, I know it's not a word that we like to use. It's not a very pleasant word. It's a derogatory word. A very derogatory word. But it is the word that the Holy Spirit has placed within the King James Bible to describe this counterfeit church, this religious Babylon that chapter 17 describes the downfall of. The word that the Holy Spirit inspired John to record and write down on the Isle of Patmos is the word whore. And as I've already said, it's unique to the authorized version. You'll not find it in the English Standard Version, which is a very popular version today. You'll not find it in the NIV, the New International Version. You'll not find it in any of the modern versions, even the New King James Version. You'll not find it there. Not find this word whore in any of the other Bible versions. New King James translates it as harlot. The other versions uh, use the word prostitute. But only the King James, only the KJV uses the word whore. A very derogatory term that the Holy Spirit uses for this one world religion that will arise in the last days prior to the Lord Jesus returning to the earth. She's a whore. It's the worst word really that you could use to describe this mix, this, I suppose you'd call it pick and mix of religion. In this uh, one world religion you have the climate alarmists, You've got the LGBT movement, 
with their so-called gay Christianity. You've got the modern charismatic churches like the Vineyard Church. You know, the seeker-sensitive, user-friendly. What kind of a church would you like? No problem. We'll introduce it. We'll do it for you. Anything else that you would like in the church? Tickling ears. You've got, of course, Islam, and you've got Hinduism, and you've got Buddhism, and you've got all the false religions, and then to crown it all, you've got the Roman Catholic cult, the Roman Catholic system. So you've got this one world religion described for us here in Revelation chapter 17, this counterfeit church. Oh, there's the true church of Christ. Those who are truly born again, washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Holy Spirit lives within them, giving them discernment to see and to to understand that there is a false church, a false system around. It's wonderful to have the Holy Spirit living in your life, giving you wisdom and discernment. Without him and apart from him, you're going to be deceived left, left, right and center. And a lot of people being deceived today. And let's remember, folks, the Lord Jesus warned us about the deception in the last days. In Matthew 24, take heed that no man deceive you. But then we notice not only this word whore that's unique to the KJV in this chapter... But we we notice that John is in the Spirit. Look at verse 3. So he carried me away in the Spirit. The angel, one of the seven angels that had been pouring out its vial upon the earth in chapter 16, this angel carries John away. amazing you know when you study the ministry of angels you find that angels are good at carrying you read in Luke chapter 16 that the angels carried Lazarus to heaven or to Abraham's bosom as the Bible puts it and if you're saved one day the angels are coming for you to carry you to heaven I can remember last year almost, almost a year ago now since my father passed away and I wasn't there when he passed away. My, one of my brothers and my sister were there in the ward at the time, sitting with him. But they described how an amazing sense of the presence of the Lord Jesus just descended into the room. And it was just like the angels had come to carry Dad home to heaven. Hard to believe almost a year ago. But the angels carry those blood Washed believers, every blood-washed believer will have an angel to carry them home whenever the Lord's time comes. But here we find that the angel is carrying the Apostle John. And the angel carries him away in the Spirit. I want you to notice those, those three words, in the Spirit. Four times in the book of Revelation you'll find that John was in the Spirit. So it's a very interesting study. It's a wonderful study. 
in itself. John being in the Spirit. And here we find him as the, as the, the, the Lord reveals to, to him about this whore, this false religious system, this one world religion. We find that John is in the Spirit. And you know, folks, when you're in the Spirit, wonderful things are revealed to you. What, what do we mean by being in the Spirit? Well, we simply mean by being filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, we are commanded to be filled with the Spirit. It's an order from the captain of our salvation. Be filled with the Spirit. In the original, it actually means keep on being filled with the Spirit. So it's not a one-off event in the life of a Christian. It's something that is to be a regular event. Something that's happening all the time. I want to tell you folks, we need to be filled with the Spirit every hour and every day. And we should always and often be crying out to the Lord, Lord, fill me afresh with the Holy Spirit. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb, Lord. I know that before the Spirit will fill me, the blood must be applied. Cleanse away the filthiness, Lord. Remove the rubbish from my life, Lord. And fill me with your Spirit. Lord, I want to be in the Spirit as I come to your house to study your Word. As I live my life from Monday to Saturday, Lord. As I fight the good fight of faith, Lord, as I face the enemy throughout the week, Lord, I want to be in the Spirit. I want to be, I, I need to be filled with the Spirit. And John was in the Spirit and he was filled with the Spirit on the Isle of Patmos. I want to encourage those of you who are saved by telling you that the Holy Spirit will be your helper throughout this year. Perhaps you look ahead to, to 2023 with trepidation. You have concerns. You're worried. There's anxiety about what the future holds. Well, I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit who lives within you will be your helper this year. And whatever you face, he will be there to strengthen you and to sustain you. He will be there to empower you and to equip you to do the will of God. And that's all you need to be concerned about in this year and in any other year is just doing the will of God. As long as you ask the question, Lord, why am I here? Why am I here, Lord? I, I, I find myself asking that question quite often, Lord, why am I on this earth? What is it that you want me to do? And I don't, I tend not to sort of look ahead to you know, the weeks and the months and the years ahead. I tend to just say, Lord, what about today? What can I do today for you? What is your will for my life today? A lot of people talk about, I want to know the Lord's will for my life. I want to know the Lord's plan for my life. Well, you know, the Lord's more interested in his plan for you for today. His will for you for today. In the nitty gritty of life. That should be our primary concern. So the angel carries John away in the spirit to show him the whore. 
in the Spirit, filled with the Spirit. What a wonderful thing it is to be in the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. A lot of people last night were filled with our Spirit. One or two were in the pub, but most people just drink at home today. Just fill their trolley in the supermarket and just go home and get drunk as a skunk at home. Filled with a spirit. The wrong kind of a spirit. Noticed a young man yesterday. About one o'clock, about lunchtime, middle of the day. Came out of his house with a bottle of some kind of a spirit. Don't know what it was. I don't care. But imagine in the middle of the day, that's the society that we're living in. We need to pray for the young people today. A lot of broken people. We want this church in 2023 to be a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. A lot of people last night filled with a spirit, but not the spirit. Then you find a lot of people can be filled with the wrong spirit. Even in churches, the wrong spirit. The wrong spirit toward another believer. The wrong spirit to a board member or the minister or someone. A wrong spirit Bitterness, resentment. Too many of the Lord's people in Ulster have a wrong spirit. They need the spirit. Then, of course, sadly, today you have people who have an evil spirit. I'm talking now about people who are not saved because if you're saved, an evil spirit can't live within you. It's impossible. I know there are those today who go astray from Scripture and will tell you that, oh, you, you, you know, you have problems in your life. You, there's situations in your life. Oh, you need delivered because you, 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 you have a, an evil spirit in your life as a believer. You're, you're still possessed with with a demon, you need to go to someone to deliver you. Well, it's, it's bunkum, it's not in the Bible. No, when the Holy Spirit comes to live within you at the moment of conversion, he casts the evil spirit out, if there was an evil spirit living in your life. Some people, of course, in their unconverted state have multiple evil spirits living within them, like the demoniac of Gadara, 600 demons living in him. There are people, of course, today, many people with evil spirits controlling their lives. Evil spirits in politicians today, prime ministers, presidents, those in positions of authority today, ruling over us today, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. But the good news of the gospel is that the Lord Jesus can cast the evil spirit out. He can save the individual. He can save the soul. And he can fill them with his spirit. And they can be like John the Apostle in the book of Revelation. In the spirit. Rather than 
controlled by an evil spirit. They can be filled with the spirit rather than having the wrong spirit. What we need in the church in 2023, not just speaking about this church, but I'm speaking about the church in general across the province, is we need believers to be filled with the Spirit. That's one of the great needs of the church today. And if the Christians in Ulster are filled with the Spirit, the church in Ulster will be transformed May the Lord do that this year.